Ten past nine o'clock. Saturday morning, Dead Set Legends time. Tom Rockcliffe, Cal Ferguson and Tom I were here until 11.30 today. And then Triple M will be rocking football. The Sydney Swans took on Richmond last night. Hell of a game of football. Over 200 points scored uh, for both the sides there. Uh, Rock, it was an absolute fantastic game. Yeah, good game of footy again last night. I think uh, Sydney have had this habit over the last month or most of the season, starting a little bit slow and then they get going. And they did that again last night. They were a little bit inaccurate in the first half. But once they got going, they were... Super impressive, and Lance Franklin turned the clock back with yep. another five last night. So he uh, he's got his swagger back. He looks a little bit lighter as well. And Richmond, they're uh, they haven't dropped away as much as what I think everyone thought they were going to this year. They had a, a trying year last year, but they're certainly in finals contention again. And um, a, a good game of footy, but. Uh, Nonetheless, there was a lot of free kicks again. There was that. And oh. the uh, just a, a quick, b- before we move into the free kick side of things, mm. uh, Richmond were up by 33 points. And I've just seen a thing by Damien Hardwick there. They were, because if, if everyone watched the game right to the end there, there was a contentious, uh, well, it wasn't paid, a 50 metre penalty that certainly could have been paid to draw the game against uh, young Warner there. Hardwick was asked about it and he said it is irrelevant. We we're up by 33 points and should have won that game of footy. No, I like that from the coach yep. coming out and putting that to bed really, really quickly. Uh, it was a contentious one, but I think the right decision was made. But again, like you've five goal leads, six goal leads, they're just not safe these days. Mm. The, the, the ability for teams to get on a run and you see the best teams in the comp like Carlton, Melbourne, they put five goals on you in seven, eight minutes. So it's I think that's a good sign for the game, but we've obviously mentioned the free kick. That needs to be discussed. But I love that Hardwick just came out, yeah, knocked it on it. the head and said, no, 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 we had a five goal lead and we blew it. Yep. And we had an opportunity to put that game to bed. We didn't. And I think it's um, you know, a good sign of a good coach and a good operation and, and, and team that just comes out and owns it and, and doesn't look for excuses. And they had their chances in that last quarter yep. as well. They kicked three goals, six in the last quarter to six mm. goals straight. So mm. they, had, they had the momentum and could have won that game of footy. But Sydney walk away with the win and, and mar- keep marching on now. So... It sets up a, a really good second half of the season for both these clubs. I think they'll be thereabouts. Well, let's talk about the umpiring now because, once again, 60-odd free kicks last night and in the sandful as well, 60-odd yeah, in the, at that. the parade, I'm fairly sure, in, in yep. saying that as well, Rock. So, so where are we at? And the last one, so it was, it was a free kick. So Dion Prestia was held by young Warner and then the siren went and Warner launches the footy straight into the crowd and it, it, it wouldn't have surprised me if that was called as a, as a 50-metre penalty. There's no doubt about that. And I think, in terms of consistency, it should have been called last night because all the ticky touchwood ones were, and that one wasn't. I think the tone was set from the very first contest. We were talking about this off-air before. The, mm. the Sam Reed free kick in the first minute of the game. Yep. He, he got done, uh, the Richmond opponent got done for holding, mm. and he was in front. It was a really bizarre yeah. free kick, but I think that's all we want as fans at the moment. We want consistency, and we don't feel like there's any. The Rioli oh free God. kick on the on the boundary when he ran past wow. and brushed the Sydney's, Sydney Weenus. player's elbow. The skin of the elbow. <laughs> oh, that, that directed in a goal, and then earlier on in the game, there was Daniel Rioli tried to break a tackle, drop the ball. Yeah. Then the Sydney player, who's on his knees from making the tackle, goes to win the ball, gets done holding the ball. The same thing happened no matter 20 minutes later on the wing. The Sydney um, player went to break the tackle, drop the ball, holding the ball. So Mm. I think there's confusion. Then we see the last centre bounce, I think it was, where Richmond have uh, five players inside the centre bounce when you're supposed to have four. That's been a free kick for 100 years, but they go, no, six, six, six. So 
I just I just fear that we've lost the fabric of the game at the moment. Speaking mm. to to my next door neighbour John, who who loves footy, he's been around it for for years and years and years. He said he's turned off by it. He doesn't Jeez. like the stand rule. He doesn't like. Um, players being told where they can run, where they can't run. Yep. I think the descent, I think it's a good thing, the descent, that we don't abuse the umpires. Yeah, bloody yeah, hell. Sure. And, and you talk about that 50-metre penalty that didn't yep. get paid, but then Rewalt and others came in and remonstrated with the umpires. That Correct. should be 50 or reversal free kick the other way. Exactly, like, right. exactly There's right. just no consistency yep. for the viewers out there at the moment. I think we're all frustrated by it. And 66 in the sample, I didn't see the game at, at, at the parade, but 66 seems a large amount of free kicks. So, Ferg, we've got someone coming over here from overseas for the first ever time. We yes. want to showcase our game to them. <laughs> yeah. How the hell do you explain that? I'll tell you what, they'll walk away deaf. <laughs> Their ears will be ringing from all the whistles. Dear yeah. me. Like, seriously, it's, it's not a good advertisement for the game. It's stop-start. The best thing about... F- Finals footy is the free-flowing nature of it. Let the boys play is yep. the catch cry, really. Mm. And we're not seeing that through the season. We'd sell the game a lot better, and it'd be a far more enjoyable contest if the whistles were put away. There's another one as well. The game against Port Adelaide Western Bulldogs, the first quarter went for 37 minutes because of the score review. Yeah. Do we need score reviews? Are they irrelevant? I think they are. I don't think they impact the game that much. Well, I think there's bigger things to worry about than score yep. review, though. I think mm. we, we just need to get the concept and the fabric back of the game of footy. Right now, let's open this up on one triple three five three. Where are you at, Triple M family? Jump on board the phones right now. The state of the game, where are we actually at? Are you turning off from the football? Are you stopping going to games of live football because of where the game is at in terms of the state of it. We want to know. One triple three five three. We'd love to hear your family. We'll take your calls next. Triple M. 19 minutes past nine o'clock for your Saturday morning Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom I here until 11.30. Then Triple M will be rocking football. The Crows take on the Geelong Cats. We're going to get to that very, very shortly. A tough game down in Geelong. But right now, we're talking about the state of the game on one triple three five three. Lines are open here, family. Hit us up. Where is, where is it at, seriously? Because I think we're in a fair bit of strife, Rob. Yeah, looking at the, the rule changes that have been made over the last few years, I'll just quickly run through a couple of them. Holding the ball, dropping the ball, no consistency with that. The high free kicks where players contribute, the stand rule, the protected area, the ruck nomination, the in, insufficient intent, umpire descent, no kick to yourself <laughs> from full back, man, um, man on the marks, 25 metres, score reviews. Like, that's just off the top of my head without even going in depth with it. So wow. Try umpiring that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so I don't think it's actually the umpire's no, fault, never... but they're, they're the ones that... Cop, cop the blame for it. And then we seen a few howlers last night. Yeah, some absolute stinkers. There's no doubt about yep. that. The elbow one on uh, from, from Rioli, Rioli for that. And I think it was Lockie Neal last week as well. Like, yep. we, you can't even touch people on the chest or no. on the arm or, or whatever. And then we will go to the one of Buddy Franklin last night mm. that looked like he gave Trent Cotchin one, a little one on the yep. on the chin. And a text has come through here on 1047 Do you think that uh, Buddy will get suspended for that? What's both your thoughts? Yeah, look, I think he... He gets a week. I love Buddy Love. Uh, he's one of my favourite players yep. to ever play the game. Um, but I just don't think the AFL will allow that to pass. It's a bad look for the game. I'll agree with that. And mm-hmm. I think he'll get, I think he gets a week because yep. it just it, it's unnecessary and something that doesn't need you to rock? happen. What do you reckon? Yeah, Rob? well, this is another one. There's just so many inconsistencies around this. The, yep. the uh, match review panel, match review officer. You see Toby Green get a, a week last year for elbowing Dangerfield. Tom Lynch does it two weeks ago and gets yeah. off. Yeah, um, 100%. So, Buddy, I'm not sure what will happen. What do you think will happen with Buddy? I think, I think he'll be fine to play because it's Buddy. Yeah. If it was so, yeah, okay. if it was Toby Green, it'd be two weeks. There's an actual, there's there a rule go. for it. It's simple as that. As we open up the phones right now, one triple three five three. We're asking about the state of the game as we go to Blake View. We got Malcolm there. Malcolm, what are your thoughts? Hey, how you going? Good, mate. Well, I said I agree with that. One of the areas that 
we kicked the ball out and they didn't pay the 50. Yep. I agree that that's probably the right call, but the umpire yelling out, no, common sense has got to come into play. We're not paying it. Yep. What about common sense why those ticky-tacky ones that we should just let the game play on? 100%. It's a very good call, mate. It's a, it's a great even call. Even even they said, I agree we should not be abusing umpires, but having your hands out, come on, that's a bit ridiculous. Yep. The, the common sense one around when you push someone in the chest or the elbow, like Rioli nearly got thrown through the fence. Yeah, so, of I course, know. he's going to remonstrate on the way <laughs> yeah. back. And he didn't even do that much. Barely he brushed his him. elbow. It's just crazy. And even that last night with Warner, though, like I, I, I said this morning off air, it's just dumb. Mm. Like, and I understand, you know, you're in the, the heat of the moment, but why would you even consider doing it? Like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or Have is a look that, at me. Am, am I out of line there, Rock? Well, I think because the siren goes and he hears a whistle, he probably thinks the whistle's for the end the of the game, done. not a free kick. So he just picks it up and he's in the moment. The crowd's right yep. there. He goes, here, here's yep. someone in the crowd. Have this ball. As we go to McGill, we've got Alex. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts? State of the game, please. Good morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, good. Please explain to me, how can you be awarded a free kick? The opposition player kicks the ball into the crowd and a 50-meter penalty is not awarded. Explain that one to me, lads. I'm a Richmond man straight up, so we know where we stand. There's no confusion. But for God's sake, yeah. how is that not... Listen, I'm not saying he would have kicked the goal, but how, how, who was the umpire talking to when he's on his little mic? But I, could watch it on, I was watching on telly. Who was he speaking to? Oh, now pay the free kick, but pay it from there. What are you talking about? It has to be a 50 metre penalty, mate. It's a, it's a great call yeah. because... Every... Now be honest with me, boys. Yeah, uh, the uh, hey, hey, Alex, what we're going to make yes no? <laughs> Alex, I'm settle. Gonna... I love this. I love the passion. Let Rock speak. <laughs> I think... I think he was speaking to the other two umpires, is my guess, yeah. but, but that never happens. When there's a 50-metre penalty, they, the umpire pays it and pays it straight away if it's there. I think this one, there's a little bit of confusion around it. So we were just yeah. talking about it because the siren goes nearly at the same time. No, no, time. no. Hold uh, on, Rocky. Rocky, yeah. Rocky. Let me interrupt you, buddy. Let me interrupt you. There is no confusion. The question I'm asking you and the listeners was the free kick paid before the siren, yes or no? So this is what I'm trying to explain to you, if you let me speak. When the yeah. siren goes, the whistle has to go as well. And it was a split second either side. I, I understand. And we had the great audio sitting at home. They're yeah. on the ground. The crowd's roaring because they know there's only a matter of seconds to go. And yeah. the siren went uh, just after. So he may have thought that the, the whistle was for the siren. And, okay. and by the letter of the law and the way it is in yep. the book, yes, it, it should have been paid 50 metres. But I think... So why wasn't it? Because of the, the situation of the game. There was noise around. What situation? Hold on, hold on. So there was noise Rocky. around. There, yeah, if you let me finish. There was noise around. The siren went. So there was a whistle just before that. Okay. So I understand where you're coming from. And to the letter of the law, it should be paid 50. Yep. I agree with you. But I can understand also why it wasn't because there was, a no, few, no, no. There was a few factors that contributed to that. There is no factor. The factor is he paid a free kick. So if he's paying a free kick, whether they like it or not, it has to be a 50-metre penalty. It's as easy as that, mate. Yep. Okay? If I... a free kick wasn't paid, gentlemen, if a free Love his passion. Oh, that's oh. brilliant. But yeah, but that's, that's what we want to hear, the passion from the fans. Oh, I love it. The only thing it. is we see them be a little bit careful around giving some of those free kicks in 50 metres throughout the season, quarter time, yep. half time, three quarter time sirens. We see it all the time. We, they let players off throughout the season in those situations. Yeah. Just because it was the last siren doesn't mean they don't. Let's take one more here as we go to Ronello. We got Josh. Josh, what are your thoughts, please? State of the game. Uh, how are we, fellas? Good, um, mate. Just on that caller before, to be honest, I think he's a bit of a muppet. Um, <laughs> I think 50 metre penalties... Uh, on, in that regard, get paid uh, to stop time wasting, stop the team's ability to get back. If the siren's gone, it's not aiding that. It's not affecting that. 
That's a yep. decent point. Yep. No, that's fair. That's, that's I think, a good point. And, and you've got to remember, it's so loud at that ground. And mm. people at the ground know that the siren's about to go because they've either got their radio headphones in and yep. they know that there's a second to go. So they're yep. all roaring that Sydney won. And he may not have heard the whistle. And we see it often on grand final day yep. where the crowd's so loud that the 50-meter penalty doesn't get paid if someone mm. kicks it after a free kick's awarded. Oh, I love it. That's I great. absolutely that love brilliant. it. Yep. Fantastic. Love Dead set call. legends. 26 past. Triple M, this is Dead Set Legends. 9.36 is the time. Triple M will be rocking football from 11.30 today. You've got Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and uh, Tomo. Now, Tomo, I yep. don't like to go here because we played the demo tape last oh, week. Yeah, and that, we that was brutal, boys. Yeah, yeah brutal. Justified, though. Too far. <laughs> Justified. But you're the ultimate professional when it comes to your language on air. Like, you, you never make a mistake. Thank God for pre-record. <laughs> Mind yes. you. Like, when we get a caller, you won't take them because their name's anonymous. That's right. Yeah, I struggle with the word anonymous. <laughs> Nearly. That wasn't bad, too. Yeah, I was listening during summer breakfast, which uh, you had a bit of trouble with Auto Masters trying to get that out. So, can we have a listen to that? Mm-hmm. Reluctantly, yes. And the Auto Masters text line is always open on 04 1047. This is absolutely brilliant. What these guys do. Uh, no, seriously, Auto Masters, absolutely <laughs> gold. Um, no. So, what am I saying here? <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> Switch and save on repairs with pay later options at 22 oh. Auto Masters centres. And the email is mark. For the Automasters marketing team who want to get in contact. Yeah, it got the better of me that morning, Automasters. So I flicked over to the rush hour this week because you were anchoring that. You 15 shows or 16 shows you're up to now. Just helping them out. Automasters, something wrong with you and Automasters? Yeah, they don't get along. Back tomorrow, all thanks to Automasters. 1300, yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, they sponsor the quiz. Oh, and they, just, they just had me. They had oh, me covered. But you want to go there, this. do you? You want to go <laughs> there with on-air stuff-ups. <laughs> because what I do for Automasters, like now we're talking about them, give them a few more plugs. What about Sandful? They've always been a very, very good sponsor they for have us, been, haven't they? haven't they? Yeah, yeah You've always loved them, Ferg. Have, absolutely. A, li- have a listen to this. Catch Ferg. all the action live and free on Sandful. Now, <laughs> or via the AFL.com.au Thanks, AFL Basso. <laughs> Visit sandfulnow.com.au for more info. State pride, nothing beats it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That live that read. That was one of my better yeah, ones. Yeah, that too. live read. Like, really, that live read was just phenomenal. <laughs> it was on debut. I know he's a little bit older. I know that he's 20 years old, but he's only 20 years old. And to be able to do that is just yeah. phenomenal. I'm just blown away. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> oh, one more time. Back Play tomorrow. Tourism. All thanks to Automasters. Yeah. 1300. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it now. Jeez, we're crisp in here. 16 minutes away from 10 o'clock. Going to catch up with Jay Clark very, very shortly. It's Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Atomo. Yeah, we uh, spoke about Sam Fisher. We heard the news break, unfortunately, about the troubles that he's found post his AFL career and it brought up the topic around, are we doing enough to support players exiting the game? We know how lucky AFL players are and fortunate to be able to play in the system, but is there a better policy or a better way for them on the way out? And Nick Rewalt had some comments around this on Monday night. A player's transition out of the game is the greatest issue facing the game. And this is not, this is not I can hear people out there already, this is not about feeling sorry for players mm. because players are paid really well. But somewhere along the line, it's, it's not working. Because the condition that too many players are finding themselves in post-career is, 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 not, is not 
at the level that it should be. Nick, have you gone to the AFPA in recent months about Sam Fisher and did you get a response on that? I've had mixed uh, dealings with the AFLPA about Sam and about other teammates where the response from the PA, as far as I was concerned, was, was not quick enough um, and when a response did come, it was reactive and at times too late. So the answer to your question is yes. Now, Rocky, you're just out of the game, obviously. So how was your uh, dealings with the AFLPA and have they been in touch with you about, you know, you're probably pretty lucky. You're one of the lucky ones that you had a few things lined up as well yeah. Um, post-career. Yeah, so it's on the players as much as the players' association. But the, the exit strategy is okay initially, I think. You have a meeting, sit down with your regional manager and say, look, this is what I'm transitioning into. They, they try and open a few doors, I would, I would think. Um, so I had one meeting and then I've had two emails post that. So it's not a great deal, but I reckon that's something that they can certainly do better because you, you exit the game, you're told where to be every minute of every day to nothing. So you, it is a huge transition. You've been an 18-year-old potentially going into the game and then I'm lucky because I'm a bit older as well, 32 leaving the game, but there might be a 25-year-old that leaves with no skills. Mm. What, what next? So I think there has to be a better, better principle there. And, and for me, the Players Association over the last few years have actually lost their core values and need to get back to that. They need to focus on the player safety, best working conditions, state of the game and the player welfare. They spoke about having 390 psychologists around the country. There has to be a better process because we know that in society, if someone's struggling or they've got mental demons, they don't reach out, do they? Like It's always no. about checking in on your mate. That's what yeah, we that's get right. taught. Yeah. You need to check in. So I think there needs to be a better process around maybe the PA can check in on players that have exited the game and check keep that process for three or four years to make sure they find their feet because Fisher's the big story at the moment. But there's also a lot of players that end up leaving the game and then in two or three years find trouble and, and they end up mental health issues or, or certain things as well. But part of this, I'm sorry, but 85% of this has to be on the sole individual. Like you're, you're earning decent money. You've, you've got to understand that has got to come to an end in a, in a short period of time. You've got to be able to help yourself. And anyone out there with mental demons that's battling depression, anxiety, if you don't help yourself first, no one else can help you. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. But what I'm saying is that they have money, they have resources there. They're, the players are the product of the game and they go out there and, and um, perform the game. And I don't want anyone to feel sorry for players out there, but there has to be a better process because at the moment there's players that are slipping through the cracks and ending up with nothing when they should be leaving the game with a lot of money and set up for life and transition to a really but good, is it good a, life. What I'm saying is, yeah. is it an easy blame just to go, oh, the, the Players Association oh, should be doing more? No, I, I, I think it is. You think oh, it is? Yeah, I think it's easy to just point the finger at the Players Association and blame them. I think, um, you know, I'm coming from a cricket background. So in, in the cricket uh, scenario, we've got a very strong Players Association, which was led in, um, initially by Tim May very, very well. Then Paul Marsh took over, and he's now at the AFLPA. So, look, my understanding of our system is that the players that are exiting in the last five to ten years have been very, very happy with the support that they've had around them in probably the six months leading into losing contracts where inevitably you've got a fair feel that you're probably going to end up out of the game or a chance to. They help you set up around that and then get yourself planning for the back end of your career, whether it looks like being a short career or a long career. Very well looked after 
initially the, the first six to 12 months after the game, uh, after you lose your contract, is really, really important, and they're very strong in that area in cricket. What's it like in the footy department? No, that, that's what we just spoke about. They, they don't reach out, I don't think, enough. I think that they, there needs to be a big focus on this. There's an article on Brian Lake in the paper today, what he went through, and and I think they need to get on the front fo- foot with it because you're going to have female women that are leaving the game as well. So yep. that's going to double. Yeah, I so, agree with so that. So they need to make sure that you want to be a good product where your players are leaving the game and you know that they're in a good good space where they can continue on life after footy. Yep, no, well said. And uh, also, if anyone is struggling out there, Lifeline Australia is yes. available. 13, 11, 14. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts out there, family, on 04 1047. Jay-Z Clark is going to join us next. It's 11 away from 10 o'clock. Dead Set Legends morning. Triple M. Seven minutes away from 10 o'clock. You got your Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. Time to get all the news out of Melbourne. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. AFL newsbreaker, Jay Clark. Uh, Jay-Z Clark joins us. Hello, mate. How are you? Sydney too uh, good. Great to be with you. Sydney yeah, too good last night, boys. mate, with Buddy and the and the uh, suspension. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think he gets a week here, boys. I, I think under the framework and the rules of, as they are written, uh, Michael Christian, the match review officer, uh, will rub Lance Franklin out for that clash against Melbourne last week. Let's go through it. It was an intentional hit. He was looking at um, uh, looking at him right right in the face. Trent Cotchin right in the face hits him. Uh, it clearly uh, is to his head. You see his head snap back and force. It's probably only low. I mean, Cotchin didn't go to the bench. He kept playing. So as an intentional hit to the head, and you've got to think about the broader climate, what's the whole message the AFL has been trying to send on exactly this sort of stuff? It's off the ball. Um, you know, they want to rub this out of the game. So if, there's just no way in the world they can't give them a one-match suspension. If they do, then it's the superstars rule. You know, it's like the yep. Franklins, Dangerfields, the Fifes, then they, they get off easier. So I think we'll see him being handed a one-match suspension, whether then Sydney try, um, Sydney try and challenge it at the tribunal and say, look, you can't really tell from a camera angle. That may happen too. But I think it has to be a one-match suspension. Yeah, and the Tom Lynch rule as well from only a week or two ago. Now, <laughs> Taylor Walker uh, has yes. made news over here. They're uh, suggesting that he's got a contract elsewhere. We dropped that five weeks ago, but uh, Ditz ran <laughs> with it yesterday and it's made news on Triple M. <laughs> yep. I think it's um, great recognition for the footy that Tex um, is playing. So if you look at a club like Collingwood, right, desperately needs that Taylor Walker, that um, um, Jack Darling, the Western Bulldogs, what do they need? They need a co-pilot for Aaron Norton. So Taylor Walker, and we know um, know, what he brings off the field and too, his leadership, et cetera. He's been playing great footy. He's he's one of the best field kicks um, in the competition. So for for a club like Western Bulldogs in the premiership mould, then absolutely. Now, will Taylor Walker walk away from the Adelaide Football Club? I would be surprised. It would be a really big story. Mm. But what I think now is it gets the Adelaide Crows to recognise the good stuff that Tex has done, all the work he's done over the past six months and putting his hand up and realize, and, and saying that he's got to work on some of that racism stuff, and I admire him uh, for that. But I think at the end of the day, he's playing uh, great footy. and the Bulldogs licking their lips? Then potentially they are. But I think the Crows will um, do everything uh, to keep him, and um, he'll be a, a one-club uh, player, but it's certainly a big story to watch. Jay-Z, do you think anyone would be willing to give him three? Would that be enough to get him across the line? 
Oh, gee, I think if it's a three-year deal, he would really have to stop and look at that. Like, I, I think that would be that would be tempting. You know, he'd be looking after his family, his longevity, and I think that would be, you know, three by sort of a 400, 450 sort of a contract. You know, I think I think that would that would uh, be enough to be really tempting and to potentially drag things out with Adelaide. And uh, obviously Ken Hinckley's been in the in the news a little bit lately yep. with someone suggesting within the media that he might be getting offered five years by GWS. Anything on that? Well, if they don't get Clarko, I think Clarko is the priority target and they would love to have him. But if for whatever reason Clarko doesn't want to leave Victoria, then I see him as clearly the next best option. So, I mean, you only have to look at what's happened at Port Adelaide this season. And yes, they got off. Yeah, they got off to a scratchy start. They had some injuries. But look at the past months. You know, I know last week against Geelong was a difficult challenge and they weren't up to it. There's a lot of teams that are down at the Cattery. i got so much respect for Ken Hinckley. I think he's done a wonderful job at the Power. And if I'm GWS and I can't get Clarko, then I'd absolutely be filling my wheelbarrow with all sorts of cash and trinkets and toys and all sorts of stuff. And I'd be dumping it on his front doorstep. There's no doubt about that. Dave Matthews, the CEO of the Giants, they're going to grow the game in, in that area, right? So they need someone with some profile, some presence, some experience, someone who's been around the block. Do they want an untried coach in Adam Uze? Like he, he, Adam Uze, you know, he's probably top of the ranks in terms of the untried assistance, but Ken Hinckley um, is someone I think you, you could really bank on. Now, we know there's a game up in Darwin. The Suns take on Hawthorne. Do we think yep. Cyril, Cyril's the, the big story here? Will he turn up? It's probably the it's a bigger story than the actual result. As it stands now, I reckon Cyril is still sitting in his home in Darwin thinking, am I going to turn up? As of 24 hours ago, it wasn't looking likely, so it was looking probably more unlikely than likely. We know that Hawthorne has re-established and reconnected with Cyril over the past couple of weeks. He has spoken with Hawthorne officials, and that's and that's including um, President Jeff Kennett. Uh, well, certainly there's been some texting go on there. So that process has started. I expect some family members of Cyril's to be there. At this stage, I'm not certain that Cyril will be there. But if he does, it will be enormous. It'll be a great photo. And credit to Sam Mitchell for helping uh, build that bridge. Hey, good man, Jay-Z. Thanks so much for joining us on this Saturday morning. Good on you, boys. Jay-Z. Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. 12 minutes past 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning. The dead set legends are here. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo to 11.30. Then Triple M will be rocking football. Do not miss that first segment of the rub either. Oh, it's always a cracker, oh, isn't it? It's a yeah. beauty. Triple M's very own Bernie Vince. I'm hearing God yes. good mail. Nuff, nuff. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, on you, Rock. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. Here we go. So we're, uh, we'll get into the footy preview. We see the Adelaide Crows take on Geelong at 1.15 today. Here, all the action live here on Triple M. Yes. Going to be a tough one down there for them Jeez. to go down there and win. No uh, no Tex, no Rochelle. Seen Strawn play last night. Uh, they made a couple of changes. So I think they, they had to. I would have played two Ruckman down there. Yep. Uh, but as we know, that they've been hesitant to do that. I would have just mm. played O'Brien as a forward and let Strawn continue development because we know they're in that development phase. Mm. Playing for two games and then he's out again. I don't think it does him anything, Strawn. Mm. Even playing him as a forward and with no text there. So we'll see Fogarty get another opportunity. But the game styles, I'm a bit nervous for, for the Crows down there. They're, they don't take a lot of marks. It, it's a mark, mark ground. It's a, a skinny ground. So if you can take your marks, it, it really sets you up well. They exit boundary. We know the ground there is a lot skinnier. Mm. So there's a lot of out on the full. So I yep. think the Crows will kick a lot of balls today out on the full when Sheesh. they exit their defense. Yep. Um, 
And again, they've they've brought Crouch in with that, which they had to. Their, yeah. their contested possessions right down. Their their center square bounce clearances are down, mm. so they're not winning it as they were early on in the year. And, and then you go to Geelong. We know what Geelong are like down there, but they're the number one team for disposal in the competition. Number one for handballs. They're second for marks. So very different game styles. They're third for inside fifties and, and third for tackle differential. So the game's going to be built around the Geelong wanting to maintain possession, but also when they want to go fast and flick the ball, that's when the Crows' pressure is going to have to be really high. It's interesting because they, they actually knocked off Geelong in their last meeting, but it was oh, yeah, over yeah. 12 months ago. So, look, I, I think it's going to be a really tough ask. I think you're right, Rock. I, I'm interested to see those ins, though. Those guys had some big numbers last week. They come in and inform, and, and that's what you want. You want guys coming in off the back of good form. You just hope they can come in and have an impact. I uh, your point the other day, you thought they might have been looking at playing two Ruckman, and, and did you feel like they might have had a, a strategic advantage there with obviously the lack of recognised Ruckman in the Geelong lineup? Yeah, and then when you lose Tex Walker as well, I think it gives you another marking option down forward. We know Riley O'Brien's hands are really strong. He's a great mm. overhead mark, contested mark. So we know he's not a great set shot, but go and do the work. So mm. you're, you're going to play forward this week. Make sure yeah. you, your goal kicking's on and um, go from there. So... Yeah, I'm not sure about this game. I think Geelong will win pretty pretty comfortably down there. As a Crows fan, I would have loved to seen it. You know, try something different yeah. or try something different today. Do you play Dawson forward or do you know what I mean? Like yes. there's got to be another avenue to go. So just the, the little slight adjustments that you can make to your game to see if we can get something out of a hell of a lot of these young kids coming through. What about Port Adelaide? Yeah, go on. Great time to, to test all that out because yes. you're in that development phase. Right. No one expects you to win down there. Mm. And then we move on to Port Adelaide versus Essendon tomorrow, 4-10. Here, here the action live here on Triple M. I think Port Adelaide will bounce back. The, the big number for Port Adelaide um, supporters out there is a contested possession count. So in wins, they're plus 10 yep. against mm-hmm. their opponent. In losses, they're minus 13. So if they're going mm. in and getting the hard ball and getting it done, they should should win the game pretty comfortable. And the positive for them is Essendon's 16th in the competition for contested ball. Yep. So. It's meant to absolutely heave down That's tomorrow, right. so they reckon. So this is an interesting one for me. Obviously, Chuck Dixon, if he's ready, you know, you, you play yep. him, don't you? But is, do you reckon there's something in the back of the head thinking, Jesus Christ, you know, with this much rain, is it worth, you know, just giving him yeah. one more off? Well, I think you just got to get him in there and get him match fit. And yep. AFL footy, you, you need to get out there and play. So we've seen Mitch Georgiatis make way for him there. So... I think uh, Port Adelaide will go out there and just get the job done. Um, they were probably a touch disappointing last weekend, but if they can get to the bye, five and six, and then have a good run at it, heading into the back half of the year. Would you have dropped Georgiades? Uh, it was a tough decision. I think Georgiades started the best out of me. He's probably been the most out of form of late of those other, other tall forwards. You? What are you done, Fick? Yeah, I probably would have made the same move that they did in the end, but it was a tight call, let's face it. Yep. But uh, Marshall's been pretty good in the last month, let's face it. He's kicked some bags and, and probably earned that spot. Sides. You spoke about the weather, but there, there is a key matchup that Jake Kelly, unfortunately, since he's this season, you isolate him one-on-one. He's lost 41.7% of those contests. Wow. Do you think now, I, I watch Essendon quite closely, and I would have said that that was probably due to the lack of support. You know, like a, a good defensive unit gets him with a third man up and spoils. I'm not sure he's getting that support. I, I think that getting Dixon in now has the a real opportunity of getting him in and getting him into form really quickly. Essendon do concede big bags to key forwards. So I think it's a good move. Get Chuck in now, even if it's wet. Who wins, Ferg? Uh, I think it's going to be Port, but in a close one. Essendon have got a good record at Adelaide Oval lately. Yeah, Port for mine and Geelong for mine as well. You, right? Yeah, exactly the same as you, Tom. Foo Fighters right now. Learn to fly. 18 minutes past 10 o'clock.
Rusty joins us next. This is Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. Time to get this juggernaut on. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Ah, Rusty's here, our good mate, there's no doubt, and he's dominating the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app as well. Rusty, you got us. Been caught a lot of things, not a juggernaut, but I've been on at the moment. I like it. This is one of the best weekends for the year of uh, motorsport here, uh, Rusty. Monaco F1 Grand Prix. Ferraris were fast in practice last night and a crash for Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I mean, this is one of the weekend's motorsport fans' saber. So I'm actually talking to you from Eastern Creek where TCR is going to be racing under lights on the other side of the world one of the jewels of motorsport, Monaco, as you rightly say. They used to talk about that place like it was racing shopping trolleys around your living room and they wouldn't stage a race like that anywhere else in the world, but Monaco, pretty special. Uh, Ferrari Charles Leclerc, fastest in both sessions. Now, Dan Ricciardo was seventh, seventh fastest in session one and not all that far off his teammate Lando Norris. Wow. They tried to tune it up for the second practice session and Dan feels they probably went a little too aggressive from a setup point of view. And he, he clouded the barriers near the swimming pool section at, uh, at Monaco there. So missed the better part of practice too. But some encouraging stuff from session one heading into qualifying tonight. And Rusty, in the Indy 500, uh, Scott McLaughlin starts well down the order, but is still a chance. And the Aussie-born but Kiwi race, Scott Dixon, took pole with an insane run. Insane is the word for it. So in the 106-year history of that great race, this was the second fastest we've ever seen. And the number, Incredible. the pure number on one of Blacks was off the charts. It was 234 mile an hour. So you do, wow. the, you do the conversion there. I think that's like 370-something Ks an hour. So super fast. McLaughlin's buried as far as the, the grid for the race is concerned. But you've got to think of that race a bit like Bathurst. It goes for hours. It's mm. a lot unfolds. And, and sometimes crazy things, often crazy things happen. So... Uh, he's got a very good team of engineers around him. And Scott McLaughlin's words were, with some smarts, with some good plays by our team, we can creep up on this. Love and, it. And Rusty, no supercars this weekend, but a number of the drivers have uh, headed overseas to take on these iconic events. Sure have. So Shane Van Gisbergen, who's dominating supercars at the moment, he's in Monaco. So too is Walkinshaw, Andretti United's Nick Perkett. On the other side of the world, the legendary commentator, Neil Crompton, who does an amazing job for supercars, he's there. And the big race, the 500, is, of course, going to be called by an Aussie, Lee Diffie, for uh, for the NBC Network. So lots of Aussies abroad enjoying these uh, these awesome races. I love your stuff, Rusty. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, mate. Have a cracking one. See you, boys. Thanks, Rusty. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Well, uh, the rumour mill on Rue Dits and Loz is, oh, uh, yes. oh, seriously, it's must-listen-to stuff. It has been. <laughs> Usually. Mm. Yesterday was just a, it was a horrible day for Triple M. Well, it wasn't Chris great. Yeah. What, what's he going with? He's going with news that it's already been played months and months and months ago. Yeah. yeah. Rock <laughs> came to the party with a, a, a lovely bit of inside word mm. on uh, some Tex Walker news. Yep. And uh, Dits thought it might have been a, a good idea to run with it about six or seven weeks. Yeah. We're going to have to get to that before the end of the hour. But have a listen to Dits uh, just building it up. 
Uh, just before I get into the sport, Rue, just a reminder, our rumour mill today, I have got a big crow's story. <laughs> oh, don't. Why are you laughing? Dits is promising a whopping big Adelaide crows rumour yeah, in oh, the come room. Off. The rumour mill, you've been... Now, I've got some big crows goss. Rumour mill coming up. You can win $1,000 thanks to Automasters. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm ducking down. Don't, don't hook it again. Just one more time. People have only just joined us. They're sick of I've got saying, a big crow's rumour. Oh, they've, heard it. Next. they've heard it 20 times. That big crow's rumour was dropped a month ago <laughs> by our man Rock, and we're going to have to get to the bottom Scoops of that. Rockcliffe. Dead set legends. Here until 11.30 this morning, then Triple M will be rocking football. Always got the text line open as well. Oh, yeah. 04 1047 Cannot wait as well for the rub. 11.30. Make sure you are listening to that. Here we go, boys. It is time. There's a new AFL newsbreaker in town. The big news that came across my desk this week. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Alistair Clarkson has been making phone calls. It's Scoops Rockliffe. Here we go. Brand new segment, baby. (laughs) Man. Our boy. So we've uh, we heard the news yesterday about Taylor Walker. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, some fresh news came across the desk. We've heard McStay be linked to free agency from the Lions. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, there was an article out saying that Collingwood are the front runners to get him. Yes. So, Brisbane mm-hmm. have been doing a bit of background work here. And my mail is that Darcy Fogarty has had a meeting with Brisbane a Ooh. couple of weeks ago in Adelaide with their list manager. Wow. Darcy Fogarty potentially up to Brisbane. Jeez. Well, we talked about this over the last few weeks, how there's we a did. bit of, there's a cluster of similar type players at the Crows. They're key forwards and not a lot of them able to get regular game time. He's one of them. Yeah. It fits. I I assume that they, Brisbane are angling if McStay leaves. Okay. Fogarty would be the replacement. I like that. Okay, so that's fresh. So Darcy Fogarty apparently linked to the Brisbane Lions. That is big, big mail. Okay, I like that. Now, Now to get into the other gear because... Something went uh, viral yesterday that it, that, it, it just shouldn't have, Ferg. And, Probably and when, for the wrong reasons. And when yeah. something happens to our boy, uh, Rocky, me and you, we step up. <laughs> oh, we? we have to. I think we have to in this situation as well. Yeah. So, um, Dits yesterday on Rude Dits and Loz, the award-winning uh, show, which That's is right. it is flying at oh, the moment is. just quietly. Mm. No worries about that. So, they do a rumour mill just after 7.30 every single morning. And there's been a lot of good mail and a lot of it's come to fruition as well. Yeah. And there's a bit on the line too, if you... Get oh. a decent bit of money. Oh, it's $1,000, all thanks to Auto <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I'm expecting it to hit my bank account very shortly. Yeah, yeah. Right, Rock. Don't worry about Scoops. that. Scoops. So, this is what. So, Dits has teased this all morning, okay? So, they, they do it yep. at 7 30. So, from 6 a.m. to 7 30, tease, 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 yep. tease. Big Crow's mail. And here's what he went with Tex Walker has been offered a two year contract by another club. Now, now I've got this from a reliable source. I've got this from the right place. There's a, there's a club in the premiership window. He didn't go there with So it's not poor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that's wow. terrible. That's not funny. Uh, there's a club. All I'll say is they're in the premiership window. So, so you reckon it's actually good mail? No, it is. Very good. Yep. Well, what's that? your reaction to it? I'll be on the phone as soon as his bloody breaks over. <laughs> so, so he has dropped that on the 27th of May, 2022. So yesterday. 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 Our, our boy Rock... On the 28th of April, last month, <laughs> dropped this. Uh, Tex Walker, not signed yet. If the Crows stall and don't offer him a contract pretty soon, would there be other suitors around the league? There is. I, I'm hearing there's at least two clubs that have reached out to his management oh. that have offered him a, a 
two-year deal, so it's for 23 and 24. Oh, so I think there's, there's enough dits. movement there. And... Come on, dits. What are we dealing where, with? Where are we at? Oh, my goodness. What are we doing there? So do I get that for rumour confirmed? Yeah, Is I it? think that's the 1000 bucks. I think so. <laughs> I so, feel like texting in actually Monday yeah, morning at seven thirty. Should you know? I think we've got to get in touch because Rock's still waiting yeah, for his cash. I'm hearing Australia are just about to introduce GST. Well, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a big one. Well, it's going to be hard for them to do it with their prime minister missing at sea. Harold Holt's gone missing. <laughs> There's um, some footy news that's just broken as oh, well. No. Um, the Brisbane Bears are actually going to merge with Fitzroy. Oh, <laughs> no on. way. I don't believe it. Oh, actually, something's just come across my desk. Now, I wasn't sure whether to go to air with it. I was oh. a bit like, I was a bit like Dits. Did you, know, you confirm nervous, it? You know, I've, and I've gone to a number of sources and I've had it confirmed. Kurt Tippett's heading to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> now, some NRL movement on the Gold Coast Suns, was there, Tomo, that you had? Uh... No. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I can't. I can't go with that. Oh come on, no. I, I've heard it from a couple of sources Should too. I... Uh, Carmichael Hunt to sign with the Suns. No. <laughs> Actually, now that you say that, I've, yeah. I've heard one as well. When GWS come in, oh, they're, they're no. going to go after Israel for loud. Oh no, what? this is. Yeah, where are we at? Seriously, <laughs> come on, Dear dits. Me. Come on, dits. Do something, dits. Come on, dits. <laughs> Ten away from eleven. Triple M. Dead at legends. 10.36 is the time, 104.7, Triple M, Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until 11.30 this morning. Oh, yeah. Then Triple M will be rocking a football. Scoops Rockcliffe, we've got a brand new segment yes. before 11 o'clock today. He's got some big, big mail that's actually relevant to right now. So we're going to drop that before 11 o'clock. Yes, we do. But uh, we thought the producers, Tommy, asked me to have a crack at the mid-season All-Australian mm. team up, okay. to, up to this point here of the season. Go. So... I've uh, been studying hard, and I'm sure the feedback will be uh, brutal, strong yes. from all the fans out there. But I'll start with the the back line. Um, I have Short, May, and Sisley as the yep. defensive line. Mm-hmm. Any any upset there no, with any of that? No, that's yeah, all that's right. Pretty solid. Half backs: Sinclair of the St Kilda variety. Yep. Marcus Adams, I think, has had a really good year. Underrated, and Tommy Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Cross the centre line. This will probably change because McCluggage is out now, but he, uh, I think he's a true wingman that has been uh, sensational all season again. Yep. Uh, Cripps in the middle. I think he'd be leading the brown low. Yep. And the he's other... out for mine. He's out of stinker. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit shocked Turn then. Um, I was rattled. I was like, Cripps. He's only just going in my view. He's only, he's only yeah, averaging he's 30 odd and about three goals a game. Um, Langdon on the other wing from Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, he just gets up and down. Unbelievable. Um, across the half forward line, I'll probably get some feedback around this for picking a midfielder in the forward line. But I think the tracker actually plays a fair bit forward. So I'll slot him at half forward who can rotate through the middle. Kerno. I think yeah. he's had a really yeah. strong year. And Zach Bailey yeah, from, like uh, him. from the Brisbane Lions as well. Love it. Full forward line. I'll tell you what, you'd be nervous if you had to line up on this full forward line. Tom Lynch in the pocket. Tom Hawkins at full forward. And then Charlie Cameron just doing his thing down there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Any controversy so far? Uh, look, I don't think so. Um, I think it's all right. All right. I think it's all right. We'll get to uh, the Ruckman. I, I said this on uh, Brisbane Rush Hour. They, they were a bit upset with this, a, a few fans out there, but I have Jared Witts as the starting Ruckman. I think he's been sensational this year. And a lot of people said Max Gorn, but I have uh, Witts in front of Gorn. In front of Gorn, I thought Gorn started a bit slow and he started to build his year. But Jared Witts at the, this point of the season, Lockie Neal and Clayton Oliver starting on ballers. 
Yeah, I, I think just a positional change. I'd have Petrarca starting and Oliver Ford for mine. No, I think Rocky's got that right, Tom. I think Petrarca's spent more time forward, I yep. reckon, than Oliver, so I'm, yep. I'm comfortable. And the bench, this one will cause a little bit of controversy, but I think Darcy Parrish has had a really good year. He's third in the competition for score involvements. I know people say that he gets a lot of possessions and doesn't do anything. He's in a very ordinary team at the moment, but mm. he uh, they don't score very often. a good often. number in a side that's struggling. Yeah, and he's in the top three for that. Doherty's come back in and had a really good... Uh, season off, we know what he's been through. Travis Boak and Mills, and I threw a sub in there as well, Andy Brayshaw. Mm. Yeah. I no think spot it... for Shy Bolton? Stiff, stiff, yeah. but who's he going to push out? Petrarca, Bailey, Cameron? Mm. Bailey? Bailey, potentially. potentially. Yeah, I mean, that's line ball, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, you are a Brisbane line. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the coach of the year, I put Voss. 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 Yeah, I think that's fair. Yep, you happy with that? Right, I am. Yeah, look, I think that's a good a good side. I think you've you've done your research. Oh, that looks good to me. I think if you did it two weeks ago, Brayshaw's in. Yeah, yeah I think you're I right. Think he's been yep. quite. And I think obviously the injuries to Steele, Jack Steele's one of them, and uh, Mackay as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Love to hear some thoughts on oh four triple eight five one oh four seven. Make sure you hit us up. Uh, Rocky's half halfway year all Australian team oh four triple eight five one oh four seven. Time to get Andrew Rains on, boys. 129 games in his own right. And now his sole focus is on the future of developing up-and-coming players. He has started one-on-one football a few years ago now, and it's flying. You got us, Rainsy. Hey, boys. Good to, uh, good to be in. Ah, mate. Tell us all about it, because it's, it's been running for a few years now up north, and now it's ventured down south. Yeah, we're actually pretty strong in Adelaide at the moment, which is great. We've had a good influx. Sort of around that COVID period when it first hit, we had a lot of AFL coaches lose their jobs and come on board the platform. So it's an online um, platform connecting uh, footballs with coaches Australia-wide. We've got about 180-odd coaches now, um, and it sort of yeah, started sort of a bit of a soft launch around southeast Queensland where I'm based on the Gold Coast, and then we sort of built our way obviously into Melbourne and then into Adelaide and Perth, and, and we're in every state and territory now. And, um, yeah, we just do – we obviously – do skill sessions for more of those sort of one-on-one sessions. We do small group sessions. What we found is a lot of um, a lot of players obviously go to club training and squad training, which you need with your team footy, but um, you obviously need that personalised coaching too. And if you're only having sort of X amount of kicks at training, you obviously need to put that time to get better. And we found that, and we've launched the platform. It's all going all going well. And Rainsy, uh, Ferg here, mate. Just wondering, sell the program to us a little bit here. What's the strength of the program and what's the program offering that perhaps some of the others around the place aren't? Well, yeah, it's more, as I said, it's more that sort of personalised coach. So, A, the personalised coaching, that more one-on-one or, or, again, we do that sort of small groups where we try and keep the ratio from coaches to sort of players low. Mm. Um, so we, we really focus on that. So And I, sort of the kind of the concept where I was working the Gold Coast Suns Academy up here and We'd be leaving kids out of talent squads or whatever, yeah. and I'm, I'm, one, I'm coaching 60 kids and giving feedback to kids, going, mate, you need to get better at your kicking. And they're like, well, how do I get better? You don't have the time, yeah. and, and, and Joe Bloggs, the other coach, doesn't have time, so mm. how do we get better? So go find a coach. Obviously, um, you know, they've got to pay them for their time, and each coach is differently priced on their experience. And then the other ones, we've got some great names and some and some some key players. We've got Daniel uh, Menzel down there, Tony Bamford, obviously, nice. coaches at um, under-18s um, state team. So we've got coaches like that who are, are really well-renowned and experienced. So probably our quality coaches and then that personalised coaching, and um, which is really good. And we just launched a, an education platform now called Footy IQ where, as you know, Rocky, um, sitting in uh, those rooms, mate, at the Gabba doing a lot of football <laughs> theory. Um, we're trying to give uh, players now access to, you know, game education stuff with drills and 
presentations based on, you know, whether it's running patterns or contested footy or, or positional craft, the opportunity where they can just sit on there and on demand and, and watch um, watch on the screen and, and develop their footy IQ. So we're trying to cover a few aspects of the game. As you know, it's not all about the skills now. It's all about the mental side and the, and the footy IQ too. So doing a few things and yeah, building as we go. It's a, it's a great concept and if there's any kids out there driving to footy this morning, you yeah. want to get better on your game, make sure you look this up because it, it is a great program that can potentially give you the edge to get drafted. Um, young boys and, and girls coming through the system. Now, Rainsy, I want to uh, ask you a little bit about the state of the game. Yes. Umpiring and rule changes. You, you're an ex-player. You can probably have a, a stronger opinion than the current players. Where do you think it's at? Uh, well, as you know, mate, back into my career being a bit of a tag, I probably, um, probably rubbed up the umpires up the wrong way a bit with a bit of holding <laughs> and, and doing that sort of, mate. So, and I used to, um, I used to uh, give away a fair few free kicks doing that. So, I would have given away now a fair few 50s arguing with the umpires, but uh, <laughs> so I don't know if I agree with that rule. I mean, it's a tough one. I totally get it. Um, but at the same time, too, is you, you've got to play passion and instinct and things like that. The the, the game last week against, uh, I think it was Brisbane and Hawthorne, our mm. mob, and Tassie, Rocky, I think um, it, it was a free-flowing game in terms of the scoring, which but then there was high, obviously, free kicks. So, and I saw your tweet about it. I, I don't know. It's a really hard one. It was a great game, but obviously it was really heavily adjudicated too. So the state of the game, it's, it's, it sometimes has its concerns. But sometimes we can just let it go. And, and, and the, the, um, and the, obviously the talent of that running around these days is pretty special. So it's a, it's a, it's a really fine balance, I think. And Rainsy, speaking of tagging, you took on uh, Gary Ablett one day. How did that go? Uh, a few times there, mate, in the Q clashes. Um, Rocky's probably got a few stories there. We used to stir him up a bit. But he was <laughs> arguably, obviously, the greatest player to, to play in our area. And I used to, also used to put me on him um, sort of at Gold Coast uh, v Brisbane, our duel. So did I can him. I, if, I, if I walked off the field and he had 25 to 30, I'd done my job. But he kicked zero <laughs> goals. I've done my job. Because coming off the weeks before, I'd sleep this nights. He's coming off 44s or 45s and four goals. So... Yeah, limited his uh, his attempt, but no, he was he was a great player, and um, obviously then I end up with the Suns and, and playing with him for a year. He didn't play too much um, footy though with his shoulder, so yeah, you know, terrific uh, fella, and, and obviously a, a great champion player. What was that famous sledge you said to you? <laughs> um, well, he there's a few sledges there, Rocky. There was he he would sort of ask what I was going to do post career because obviously taggers don't have much going on post career apparently um Kane <laughs> Corns is going up well exactly yeah exactly and uh and and he was just going to be sipping on cocktails so <laughs> he will be sipping on cocktails now but um that's funny the other one was Joel Selwood uh, came up against him one night and obviously a, a fantastic player and, and I, I take my hat off to him but a lot of players used to tag and, and you could see their body language used to just straight up they, they, you know sort of I'm having a tough night why me type of thing where Selwood thought he'd get on the front foot one night and he said to me, I'm going to end your career tonight. Um, so I thought that was <laughs> one of the best one of the best sledges and, and we went toe-to-toe that night. Actually, I think I got two two weeks reported for uh, oh, perfect. knocking out with an open slap. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, love your stuff, Ramsey. Thanks so much for jumping on the Dead Set Legends. Uh, 11 o'clock family. Great to have you, Capney. The Dead Set Legends here until 11.30 this morning. Then Triple M will be rocking football. We're doing it all for the Adelaide Thunderbirds as well. They're celebrating 25 years. Do not miss the Adelaide Thunderbirds take on the Melbourne Vixens Saturday, June 4. You can book now at adelaidethunderbirds.com.au. Boys, a bit of an honesty session. <coughs> Righto. Listen up. <clears throat> now, mate of mine, I need both your honest opinions. You don't know what's coming yet. Okay. Now, mate of mine has flown into state with his lovely partner yep. to go watch uh, Harry Potter at the theatre. 
He did it against his will. Interstate. Interstate. Tickets, flights, accommodation to go watch Harry Potter, who he despises. Isn't it on Netflix? Yeah. Or Foxtel? Or Blu-ray DVD, even. By demand? Yeah. Yeah. So, what, so what's the story there? Why well, did he have to go state? He didn't want to go. <laughs> he didn't want to go at all, but he had to go. <laughs> his cheese and kisses was, you know, snapping at his heels. We've got to head into state to go watch this. Now, 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 a lot of the other boys, a lot of my other mates are um, calling him whipped. <laughs> Not me. I'm, I'm defending him. I think it's a lovely thing that he's done. Right. I think it's a great thing that he's done for his partner, <laughs> and I would do the exact same for mine. <laughs> Whipped, mate. What? He's whipped. You reckon he's whipped? Yes. Yeah, I'm not buying into that. You solely he... to go interstate. Now, is it a live show? Like, is it? It is like a live, a live Broadway show, Broadway in... style. Well, I don't know if it's Broadway, but it's <laughs> it's sort of a live show. Yeah, theatre. Right. And he's going along. He's bought the tickets and he's ready to go. So <laughs> vehemently doesn't want to go, but he's going. Well, mate, he hopped on the Jetstar flight. This is my mail. And really, really wanted it to turn around straight away. <laughs> but just couldn't bring himself to say anything or what? Not a thing. Oh, that's whipped. So is it whipped? Is yeah. That the thing? Yeah, is absolutely. That, is that what yeah. we're saying? Well, yeah, the, the fact is he doesn't want to go, but and he's made that quite clear, but mm. hasn't been willing to even broach the subject with his partner. Mm-hmm. Is the issue there? Okay, what are you saying, Rock? Whipped, whipped, <laughs> just yeah. completely. Yeah, completely whipped. <laughs> yeah. I reckon it's a bit tough on him. I think. See, I'd be doing this You've stuff. Got to for at least love. have the conversation. Is there a bit of giving, you know, <laughs> giving go there? No, like, nothing. Is there anything coming back the other way? No, 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 no nothing at all. He got a, a lad's golf trip coming up <laughs> or something that he's been able to get out of it. So let's open up the phones. Yeah, on one triple three five three. Is your mate whipped? <laughs> is your mate completely under the thumb? What happens? No, what does he do? To What's when, he missed? I think back to when Greg Blewett met the lovely Catherine. <laughs> now Blewett. I, I mean, we used to play golf twice a week during the winter, you know, cricket, you know, off season, you know, this, that and the other. And then he met the lovely Catherine Blewett, who's a favourite of, of ours in the Ferguson household. Yeah, for sure. I don't reckon I got a text message about golf. Oh, no. For a good six months. He's out. Um, all of a sudden, you know, there was nothing coming back my way. How are you going? You know, I, be- I barely heard from him until he-, he got the assistant coaching role at the Redbacks. I just <laughs> well, disappeared well. off the radar. <laughs> so let's open this up, yeah. I'm on triple three, five, three. Is your mate under the thumb? He just completely whipped. You haven't seen him right now. We want to hear your stories on one, triple three, five. Anyone yep. down at Port Adelaide land that uh, sort of needs a bit of a talking to you, reckon there, Rock? Yeah, Tom Cleary. Tom Cleary's <laughs> yeah. under the thumb. Yeah, whipped. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. <laughs> So we've got Blewett, Cleary, and apparently my mate. No, nah, that, that's, that's a bit harsh on him, I reckon. One triple three five three. We've got double passes to give away to the premiere of Jurassic World Domination. This is going to be superb. An event cinemas marrying. One triple three five three. Is your mate whipped? I can't believe we're going with this, but we are. One triple three five three. Triple M. Triple M. 104.7 on the dial. You can get us on the listener app as well. L-I-S-A-T-N-R. It's Dead Set Legends time here until 11.30. Tom Rockcliffe, Cal Ferguson and Tom And We're opening up the phones on one triple three five three. Is your mate a little bit under the thumb? Is he a bit whipped? Is he, you know, not really bringing a whole heap to the table once mm. he sort of settles down there, Fergie? Yes, mm. we've we've heard a few stories. Tommy Cleary, I didn't didn't expect that one. Yeah, obviously Bluey in the, in the initial stages when he first met uh, the lovely 
Catherine. Yep. Um, just disappeared off the radar. No golf for Greg initially, he's, yeah. although now he's out there about five, six days a week. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's sort of the opposite <laughs> of that at the moment. <laughs> sort of lack of a family man, you could nearly say. Um, um, my mate flew into state to go watch uh, Harry Potter oh, uh, with yes. his lovely cheese and kisses because mm. she was jumping all over it. And uh, mm. yeah, he said, yes, it'd be a good thing to do. So we're going to open it up on one triple three five three. is your mate whipped. As we go to uh, Mike from O'Sullivan's Beach. Mike, hello. Yeah, good day, mate. Mine's a really sad story. My mate's missus is making him take her to a Port Adelaide game. Oh, <laughs> no! oh what the hell, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> He's happy with that, Mickey, with his work. I love that. As we go to Salisbury, we've got Graham. Graham, is your mate whipped? Graham, you there? Uh, it's actually Grant. Oh, oh, that's Grant. our producer, Tommy. Sorry, Grant. Sorry, Gary. No. It's Grant from Salisbury. Yeah, is your mate Whip, man? Oh, yeah, mate. Uh, <laughs> we we used to play golf every Saturday morning for the last two years. Oh, no. And, yeah, for the last six months, I haven't seen him because every Saturday morning he's sitting down with his brand new missus having bacon and eggs at a fancy Norwood cafe. Oh, <laughs> oh no. You can't be doing that. Dear Graham. me. No, Hung that, you out to dry there, that, Gary. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. <laughs> it's like calling you blue, isn't it? Yeah, it just right. works. Yeah. Golden Grove. We've got Adrian there. Adrian, is your mate whipped? Um, gentlemen, I have to confess that it was actually me that oh, was whipped. No. Oh, oh, come no. on, Age. What happened? What happened? Well, um... My mates and I used to play cricket and golf every weekend, and when I didn't have my son, we'd catch up for drinks, and yep. I met a lovely lady and decided that chasing the fluff was better than oh. hanging out with the boys. Oh, hell. And, uh, yeah, now I've got nothing. Oh, what? Oh, what? She gave you the ass, Age. Yeah, she gave me the ass, and the boys gave me the ass. Oh, oh no, no, Age. <laughs> sort of... Gee whiz, that's a... Uh... What can we do for you, Age? Age, we've got a double pass if you want to head along to the bloody to the cinemas, mate. Might have to find someone to go with. (laughs) One 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 triple three five three. If you want to head along with Adrian to the to the flicks. Why don't you just rub it in there, Tomo? Give him a double pass. Oh, we'll just give him a single pass. Jeez, that's we? rough. Oh, give, him, give him the double and he can take Basso, our producer. Our producer. He's, he's looking for one. Yeah, well, he is actually. He is single at the moment, our man Bass. Yes, he our is. producer. I tell you what, he sort of had his eye on uh, a lot of the Thunderbirds lately, mm, mm, so, right? which is quite interesting. Yes. Anyway, we're going to wrap the show up next. Triple M. <laughs> Triple M, 104.7 on the dial. You can get us on that listener app as well, L-I-S-T-N-R. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. Now, we've just had a, a little bit of extra mail come across our desk. We've been talking about uh, Ditz's mail and yes. the, hot, the hot press that hit his desk earlier, uh, which was the mail that Rocky dropped about six weeks ago. Well, there's been a little bit more come across our desk. I'm hearing Andrew Juice, Newton Jarman might be on the out at the Crows. Andrew Jarman, um, sadly, virtually refused to play for the Crows uh, a few weeks out from the season end. So the club wasn't very happy about that. I got called in by Johnny Reid, who's obviously doing the hatchet job. Andrew went in first, lasted about a minute, came out, 
not good. Oh, no. Poor <laughs> oh, no. It might be all over for him. <laughs> it's a crime. He'll be able to use that Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be dropping that. Oh, my God. Righto, Rocky, what are you up to today, please? Uh, very quiet today. I'll be down there at Adelaide Oval tomorrow. So very quiet today. Rest up. Uh, nice one. And you, Fergus? Uh, I've got a baby shower. Okay. The heads are having a, a baby shower Travis at head? their joint. So yeah. uh, that'll be a good one for us. Is that what combined? I'm hearing. Yes, both ne- sexes. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's involved, so that'll be a good one. Hopefully, the well, dead set legends. Yeah, so the, yeah. The, the sun's starting to peak through now, and we'll be in the pool. Stock standard listener app. That's where you need to head if you want to download that podcast. We will see you next Saturday from nine o'clock. See you guys. Bye.